I V M. Hello and welcome to Simplified, the only shining beacon of hope and esoteric information in an otherwise bleak and scary world. Or our attempt at reading Wikipedia articles aloud, one at a time, and calling it a podcast. <laughs> Citation needed. <laughs> to dive right into what is going to be an interesting, if slightly unsettling subject, do you guys know what entomophagy is? Uh, I don't know, but I would say maybe a bunch of idiots who run an anti-gay rights movement, you know, end homophagy. Oh my God. <laughs> it sounds like some kind of affliction which causes your toes and fingers and nails or something. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly, Narain, but you're kind of in the ballpark of the horrifying that this can be. So, entomophagy has Greek origins, as is true with most words in the pilfering thief that is the English language. <laughs> Entomon. Or the English empire itself, actually. <laughs> yeah. Entomon is Greek for insect and phagian means to eat. Oh, so oh, entomophagy. Oh, 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 I know, I know, oh, no, eating insects. <laughs> yes, it is exactly yeah. the human use of insects as food. Uh, wow. and, or alternately, eating cockroaches off walls oh. for the lulls. <laughs> wow. uh, but insects hmm. have been a regular part of the diet uh, on every continent in the world. Over 3000 ethnic groups practice entomophagy with the Food and Agriculture Organization recognizing over 1900 species as edible. 1900 species of insects. That's That wow. itself is like... Mm-hmm. Wow. But then why do the majority of us go evil instead of yum when it goes to insects? Uh, that's just a western world and the subsequent outlook. There are about an estimated 2 billion insect consumers worldwide. That's just under a third of the world's population. There are a large number of cultures that embrace the eating of insects. The species include 235 butterflies and moths, 344 beetles, 313 ants, bees and wasps, 239 grasshoppers, crickets and cockroaches, 39 termites and 20 dragonflies. Wow, that's wow. almost as many bugs as Apple Maps had when it launched. <laughs> Speaking of misleading information, everyone in the so-called civilized world already eats quite a lot of bugs. Canned fruit juices are allowed up to one maggot per 250 ml. So that's, please take note. Curry powder is allowed up to 100 insect fragments, head, body, legs per 25 grams. And chopped dates are allowed up to 10 whole dead insects. When we here on Simplified did that microbrewery episode, we gave all kinds of information about the process. But there was one choice nugget that we didn't really reveal. The acceptable limit of insect infestation in hops, the flavoring agent for beer, is 2,500 aphids of plant lice per 10 grams. Oh, wow. Okay, that is a little terrifying and unsettling. Uh, But then again, there are a whole bunch of myths on what is gross or not. Like, it's considered unthinkable to share toothbrushes, but perfectly fine to share earphones, which is almost as bad with all the bacteria that's transmitted, right? Exactly. And Mm. the bugs are nutritious. Insects actually have high fat, protein, vitamin, fiber and mineral content that is often comparable to fish or livestock. Termites are surprisingly protein rich. One species found in Venezuela is 64% protein. Whoa! Some insects uh, are even as much as 80% protein by weight. Wow. They're spectacularly high, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, more than compared to meat, yeah. Uh, I mean, Forget meat, that's more than whey protein. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, insects are also rich in essential amino acids and omega-3 fatty acids. Mealworms uh, contain as much as uh, as much unsaturated omega three and six fatty acids as fish and even more than beef and pork. Wow! 
Some are also surprisingly high in iron. Locusts contain up to 20 milligrams per 100 grams of iron, and mopane caterpillars contain a mighty 31 milligrams per 100 grams, whereas beef only contains 6 milligrams per 100 grams. Tell wow. me, you know all these facts of the back of your head? Of course, and, yeah. Uh, like, I mean, who doesn't know? How much I mean, iron and anyway, I have Wikipedia tattooed to the back of my head, so <laughs> therefore it is there. All of it. <laughs> isn't well, it, some part. <laughs> isn't it horrible how it always works out that things look that look and taste terrible? always great for you why why can't ice cream be good for you or bacon for that matter huh? some life altering amino acid or scotch yeah. having some form of ethanol that makes you immune from it has to be worm what <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's always yeah it, it always has to be something disgusting and yeah. conversely like something that's, that looks in some, like for example petrol like you would always if say some, someone comes and tells you that yeah you know now petrol is edible you'd be like oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind guzzling down a gallon of that like it's fine I think it is an acquired taste we can do that but no, petrol has to be like, oh God, you drink it and set fire to yourself kind of scenario. But otherwise, everything else is like... Also, while worms are good for you, uh, they are also great for the environment. Insects are cold-blooded and thus require less energy to maintain their internal body temperature. Hmm. This means that they are very efficient in converting feed into edible body mass, unlike hmm. cattle. Yeah, we're famously inefficient in terms of converting... Yeah. Uh, uh, grass uh, into edible meat. Exactly. So the main insect that can be the most nutritious and no wonder is the most unpopular in the West is cricket. Crickets actually. Uh, I wonder if they're regulated by the BCCI as well actually. <laughs> Guaranteed Shinima will make all of them yellow and call them Chennai super pugs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, crickets require around 2 kg of feed to produce 1 kg of meat which is around 80% edible. Hmm. Cattle on the other hand require 8 kg to produce the same amount of meat but only 40% of the cow can be consumed. This means that less land needs to be dedicated for growing feed for insects than for livestock, reducing irrigation and pesticide use. Also, the farmland covers 30% of our planet with most of it being used to rear cattle. Insect farming, on the hand, can be done in labs. I can, I can almost, yeah, I can almost yeah. imagine the conversation. This beaker has sulfuric acid. This one has ammonium nitrate, and that one has lunch. Oh, termites! <laughs> the garnishing of caterpillar hair. <laughs> also, with uh, cattle farming, there is a minor problem of bovine flatulence, commonly known as cow farting of course mm. uh, which is the leading source of greenhouse emissions mm -hmm. farm animals fart so much methane that it contributes up to 18% of all greenhouse gases 18, I, <laughs> yes, 18. I, I don't think this little fact is very widely known is yeah. it yeah I mean I, I didn't know it I mean 18% it's actually I always say it's cars or whatever evil technology yeah, funnily but enough, cattle yeah. yeah cattle the 18% is more than cars trucks planes and all <laughs> other it? forms of transportation wow. put together <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's like you could go up to Kaf and say your, your mama farts so bad she put a hole in the ozone layer and actually be scientifically <laughs> accurate about it. Yeah, I mean, whereas the amount of ammonia produced by farmed insects is a fraction of what farm animals produce. But insects taste horrible, don't they? We've all had the occasional insect fly into our mouth and they're very disgusting. Yeah, I've swallowed flies once in a while. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, I mean... Those may narrate to some extent, but properly farmed insects have a variety of very desirable tastes. Mm. Some termites in Africa have a pleasantly minty flavor. Indeed. Grasshoppers are often uh, served in Mexico, roasted in garlic and chili. I've seen them in Thailand too. They, yeah, they yeah, sell Thailand, them on the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're very famous. Yeah. And stink bugs may have a foul odor, but they may actually uh, taste like apples. Wow. And for more capsicinally inclined people like you, Chuck, <laughs> red agave worms are meant to be spicy. 
uh, and tree worms uh, supposedly taste a bit like bit like hmm. pork rind wow and with the flavors people add to things i'm sure we could have wasabi flies or i don't know teriyaki tomato something so the famous 1965 tour of america by a popular liverpudlian band would be commemorated in every shady indian bar with a dish beetle 65 well played <laughs> well played indeed <laughs> i mean uh, yeah i mean this is like more edible buck flavors uh, which are sago grubs are eaten across southeast asia taste like bacon mm-hmm. and the yumly article that uh, referenced them gave this helpful tip uh, hear me out here yes if you fancy trying them raw they recommend removing the head as they have sharp little pincers that are not afraid to give you a nip oh. wow <laughs> crack crack has a great phrase describing people unafraid of doing things casually people need an extra casket when they die to bury their balls separately yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean this may be uh, too far for some people but if you fancy trying scorpions in china uh, don't worry uh, cooking them destroys their venom they have a slightly fishy taste Apparently tarantulas which you can find cooked up in Cambodia and Venezuela sometimes taste like crab or shrimp but uh, some others have reported they taste like chicken and the disgusting looking water bug is said to have taste uh, said to taste like salted banana or melon wow let's let's just, like take it a little slow then shall we maybe a tiny cricket or fruit fly or something before we become fellows and literally eat anything that moves <laughs> yeah and before we settle into our uh, bug munching utopia uh should we just take a little break chak yes i think we should yeah while we all digest. go and try and throw up a little <laughs> <laughs> one throw up break <laughs> and we're back uh it's simplified yeah. and uh, we were uh, pretty much deep into our uh, burrowing deep into our insect uh, utopia which is uh, and here we were we finally were talking about all the great things that uh, insects can do for you and as they can be as great diet but there are a few drawbacks to what we can call insect husbandry and mm-hmm. we are not going to make the obvious joke with mm. husbandry so let's move on yeah, more and, involved and uh, so yeah i mean considering that we are eating insects after all they need to be cleaned and stored properly otherwise they can be host to bacteria which can cause serious food poisoning also sounds like an asterix character <laughs> forget wanting to throw up when you eat bugs like you may have serious trouble keeping them from exploding violently from the other orifice <laughs> yeah and toxicity is another problem uh, large scale pesticides make some bugs absorb the toxin within their bodies Uh, which can cause serious health problems for those eating them. Oh, I, uh, I, I suppose this is way more serious than uh, than it appears. Yes. In fact, yeah. in fact, it is. It's actually part of yeah. the larger thing where I mean, no, to for insect husbandry to really take off, we will have to drastically cut back on the regular kind of farming that we do, Correct. which is pesticide oriented. Either mm. that, or because I've seen a TV program, I think one of those BBC documentary, fantastic, fascinating thing, where uh, which talks about how. insects are a very very important source of protein in uh, many cultures uh, yeah many poor uh, south mm. south asian mm-hmm. countries and they basically harvest the insects wild and as pesticides become endemic mm. these guys are the guys who going to pay for it exactly yeah, yeah. Mm. so that's yeah. that's a sobering thought yeah, yeah. 
However, people always have to do some sort of keda. See what I did there. With these things, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, some insects may be edible regardless of their toxicity. In the Carnia region of Italy, some moths uh, have are eaten by children despite their potential toxicity. The moths are known to produce hydrogen cyanide precursors in both larvae and adults. However, the adult moths contain cyanogenic chemicals in extremely low con- quantities along with high concentrations of sugar. Uh, making the moth a convenient supplementary source of sugar during mm. the early summer the moths are very common and easy to catch by hand and the low cyanogenic content makes uh, the moth a minimally risky seasonal delicacy wow. so these are like a delicacy nuclei among i'm guessing <coughs> among children <coughs> and my mom wouldn't even let me eat roadside vada pav because i could get jaundice <laughs> we truly had sheltered upbringings all this is fine but why do we have to eat bugs uh, i mean we have loads of pretty decent regular fruits spoken we? like a coastal elite <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah it is true we do have a lot of uh, regular food but mm. it's uh, it's basically unsustainable yeah in yeah. the 21st century we have a serious food security problem i mean uh, the majority of the planet like 30% of the planet is covered by farmland and with this with amount of and the amount of food that it produces is very minuscule compared to the popul the, the burgeoning population of the world so with this massive food security problem bugs produce or insects produce like a very very strong source of nutrition which is sustainable they are green they are nutritious it could help people out of poverty and well for people who are willing to do the farming of these uh, insects you could bag yourself like a 4.32 million dollar bounty mm-hmm. because the european commission is offering a very generous prize to the group that come uh, develops the best idea for making insects a popular food so i mean if you are able to like you said wasabi flies or chocolate covered caterpillars i guess mm-hmm. if you could do something like mm-hmm. that you would pretty much be pocketing a decent 4 million <laughs> i have i have uh, i went to uh, chatisgarh a long time ago mm-hmm. and uh, they make this pretty awesome ant chutney mm-hmm. at least that's what yes, they yes, told yes, me yes. so i i couldn't i didn't know it was ant chutney it's very sour if i remember right and they told me it's entirely made out of red ants that's that's entirely yeah, yeah, yeah. mortar yeah. and pestle chatisgarh and, and yeah. parts of bihar as well i've heard of this actually yeah. it's one of those weird foods in india listicles may this will yeah. be one of the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and i actually i went to thailand and they were uh, Uh, selling these grasshoppers and I chickened out man I was I was all I was all you chickened out literally because yeah, you were eating chicken after chicken yeah I went and ate chicken and I am so ashamed to say that I went to Thailand and I, and I was so sort of revolted by all this there's another place where it was selling some pig head curry you know like generally one little pigs like you know as if you can imagine pamela anderson in a pool and poking a head out it's like except wow. the pamela anderson is the pig and it's like poking his head out and, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah which is which is what i mean a lot of uh, uh, guys who are like the uh, the i mean if you take people who are into food engineering and stuff like that they are all for this technology hmm. but the biggest problem and it's the most obvious problem also to everyone is that basically people find insects gross yeah so that is the biggest problem for adoption unless people are taking it up and one of the simpler solutions for all of this is actually uh, one thing called uh, which is basically grinding these things up into in, into unrecognizable forms yeah, yeah. and giving it so one of the most popular forms of insects getting into the regular food supply is creating flour out of crickets 
so crickets are protein and flour is basically that so grinding up a bunch of crickets and producing flour is actually very common in a lot of countries now and they're actually pr- pushing that as a form of flour which is highly proteinaceous and very easy to make yeah but it will be very very difficult to uh, sell to people who are reversed and the other thing is this okay maybe there is something in evolution that makes sense why we find uh, insects uh, revo- you know sort of revolting because well we we don't like human beings don't like bitter things mm-hmm. because bitter things are usually poisonous poisonous yeah. so over a period of time we have grown to dislike that taste so it makes us throw up mm. and uh, that's body's defense for uh, uh, poison so perhaps there is something about insects maybe as humans evolved they must have found that most creepy crawly things usually hurt you so stay far away from them and maybe yeah. there's some such evolutionary explanation as well but then there is also the problem with uh, the other side of the argument being that we have ventured so far away from being from our natural states the amount Correct. of the number of people that are filling up the world and the number Correct. of uh, i mean the the way we are consuming food at the rate at which we are consuming food i think there needs to be some unnatural form of uh, food coming in which is which might be bugs and i mean that is natural as well i mean it's as as natural as it gets but maybe required for our uh, source of protein mm-hmm. so chuck despite my better judgment would you like to end this with a pun run <laughs> why not uh, <laughs> here we go yeah sorry about that okay uh, which insect uh, does both marijuana and alcohol uh, grasshopper Next, if Amir Khan were to make a movie on a 60s uh, British band, what would it be called? Dungle Beetle. Next, <laughs> okay. Uh, if you score the internet for um, what what uh, type of pornographic website would you go to for looking up prostitutes specifically? Porn Grub. No, is. Ho- ho- Hornet. <laughs> not proud of that one. I am not proud of that one. Mm-hmm. Which is the loudest insect in India? You know, uh, bionic moth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and finally, um, you know which song bionic moth likes to sing? Uh, we will, we oh. will rock you. Weevil, bull weevils. Oh, weevil! Oh, oh my God! Yes. Okay. Oh. Narin, you 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 look you look bright. Actually, you, you, look, you look like a guy who has the answer to the question. So I'm sure you're dying to say something. Yeah. So, what do you call an insect which sits silently and bores everyone for five days and then vanishes? Or test cricket. Oh, you. We we are for the first time seeing interest coming from the other side of the table. <laughs> Our yeah. uh, usually quiet and reserved uh, producer. producer Naveen, who usually has his head in a in a puke bag, <laughs> has suddenly has a question. Do you have a question for us, Naveen? Yes, uh, guys. What do you call an insect that touches larvae inappropriately? I'm trying to picture. Yes, an insect that touches larvae inappropriately is a centipede. And 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 an insect that gets unnecessarily emotional is also called a centipede. Centipede. Oh, you. So on that. Yes, Chuck. Yes. On that note. On that grubby note. On that note. 
Lots of protein. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, so it turns out insects do produce a fair amount of gas yeah. after all. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys, for sticking around. Uh, you can subscribe to Simplified on uh, iTunes, on Pocket Cast, and all the other apps on Android, as mm-hmm. well as Audio Boom. And check us out on Facebook, and you can ping us on at Shriket, at Shenoy N, and at Chuck underscore Gopal in no particular order. And so, if you want to hear us do more episodes on the fly and continue to bug <laughs> you a lot more, oh, nice, nice, nice. Uh, please come back and listen to future episodes of Simplified. Right and here. that's a wrap. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Bye.